Okay, I'm with Daniel Hallberg, uh, Edith Sweet, winner of Best Short Film at the Documentary uh, Film Festival. Okay, this is one of the craziest films I've ever seen. Um, I'm sure you get this all the time. The Just to give people a quick backstory is that it's it's a 18 minute short film about the scientist who uh, who has figured out that that we might in, in the next like dec- couple of decades might run out of supplies in terms of agriculture and, and food. So he's got a way to kind of uh, for us to eat ourselves, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Cannibalism, really. Yeah. <laughs> but not like we're not like I'm not taking like uh, your shoulder and like eating it. It's like as a chicken wing, but it, it's more of like <laughs> it, it, genetically. It's in it's in like you're taking someone's DNA and you're you're making food out of that. I guess right. Yeah, it's like um, he has the worst business idea ever. Um, but well, he's the smartest uh, or the crazy because he never. Yes, thought, but he, right? yeah, because he makes perfect sense. So yeah. at first in the film, at first uh, it's like is this guy like totally has his lost his mind because he's trying to sell human flesh but then as he um like explains himself uh he seems like reasonable he has this he has some like good arguments for it and you realize um that he's talking about like lab growing meat um um so yeah yeah but yeah it's a weird film and I thought it was funny, if I may say so myself. It is. Well, you're it's a, you're a great filmmaker. It's a great it's a great the way you kind of set it up tone wise. So tell me about the seed of this idea. Where did you meet this gentleman, and how did it come about to make a film out of it? Um, the 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 original idea was to was just to make something about because um, actually to take you back from the beginning, there was a kind of bizarre. Um, debate going on like um, on the internet because of some this Swedish professor of economics who's in like the the most prestigious business school in Sweden, Stockholm. He made a a survey um, as a joke during one of his conferences where he uh, asked, was talking about climate change and talking about sustainable food and sustainability and he asked the audience to raise their hands if they um, could, like, imagine could um, eat human flesh if it's if it, or like human meat if it would uh, be a solution. Yeah. Uh, in the yeah, where we at and like surprisingly many people raised their hands. I don't know, maybe like fifteen or twenty percent or something. Uh, and then he used that like not very serious survey as like as a joke and, yeah. uh, and talked talked about it but like really joking about it but just to, like catch people's attention and that thing took off on the internet with like trolls internet trolls uh and it eventually even reached like donald trump's twitter i believe um and uh so it, they i don't know the, the kind of trolls trying to shame sweden for their weird progressive <laughs> ideas even though it was a joke uh, so that was the original, like what caught our eyes. Um, and then I felt like it would be fun to make it a mockumentary style about this. Cause we have a few in Sweden, we have a few like, um, you know, tech startup kind of companies. And I guess we are kind of progressive compared to a lot of countries, I guess. Yeah. Um, so if, I felt like it would be a fun thing to present it as a documentary. Actually, not even. Actually, we presented it as a documentary at first, not even telling people it was a joke. Yeah. Um, and uh, then it made sense to me, like 
um, to make it authentic. It made sense to me during the casting process to uh, cast an actual scientist because um, I don't really know like the lingo, the kind of the kind of words they use because I'm not a scientist. Yeah. Um, so I interviewed a lot of different people that actually work with um, biology and um, like cells, I guess that's the word in English. Yeah. Um, different cells in the body. Um, and then as I found like some sort of likable person that wasn't too shy in front of the camera, I had them to do some improv acting. Uh, and then I found this wonderful dude called Henrik, who was like an, um, yeah, he was just a natural. And I put him in different Sasha Baron Cohen-esque situations. Gotcha. I had him, yeah, I had him like uh, pitch his, uh, his business idea of selling uh, lab-grown human meat uh, to different investors. Uh, and I had a camera team in there presented as uh, we're making a documentary about this dude. Um, so a lot of the material is authentic in that way that a lot, a lot of the reactions are authentic, uh, which I believe helped. And I was also saved by him just being such a natural and so good at, I, I, I directed him a lot of times with a hidden in-ear microphone. Oh, wow. I, I gave him lines in different situations <laughs> in New York and Stockholm mostly. So what was that? Like, how do you like make, like, how does it work for you? You're an accomplished uh, filmmaker. Do you like get funding from, from, from a Swedish organization to make it? Like, what's the process? Yes, uh, this was funded by, uh, the uh, Swedish Food Association, I think is their English word. Okay. Because um, they feel like um, they wanted to create a debate kind of um, on sustainable food and, and they, they feel like they, they really want to communicate to Swedes um, um, that, you know, buying our locally produced uh, food is generally um, a bit more sustainable than, than um, importing yeah uh, foods so that was like they had that sort of message and that um debate going on uh so they were interested in they wanted to um, um finance this film to in hope to get like a debate going gotcha and then so then they just they give you free ring like they just they said just here's the money and then come back to me in a few months with the final product um almost they were they were very easygoing and funny. It was especially this one guy um, that had like a, I guess he had, um, he was pretty high up in the hierarchy uh, at at that place. Uh, so he had a lot of like freedom to do what he wanted. Um, and he was a funny guy and he had like a good, good way of distancing himself to the organization. Because sometimes I, I feel like I've done a lot of commercials um, through the years. And a lot of times when you work with commercials, you get to meet um, these high bosses and everything it has to be checked with a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Like, yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and this, was, this was quite the opposite because this was just this guy feeling like he wanted to make per, or like contribute to a more cultural uh, project because it was interesting and he was, um, smart and funny and um he was in on the on the first idea and then i guess we just showed him drafts because you can't really 
write a mockumentary or I, I felt like I couldn't because you can't control the situations perfectly. That was my next question. Um, so, but you had a yeah. loose script, I guess, right? Kind of an outline of where you want to go yeah. point-wise. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out, it actually turned out in the editing to, to be, be pretty near because I wanted to have some sort of narrative, like some sort of, you know, um, just good, right, the right order of telling things. Um, to, yeah. yeah. So it ended up pretty close to that uh, outline. Yeah, that's how, yeah. So then, but this, at the same time, it's a, it's a comedy, it's a mockumentary, it's funny, but at the same time, there's a, there's a social commentary here. You're trying to make, you're trying to say something like that. We got right now in 2022, humans got to think about how we're producing food in the future or to sustain yeah. it, right? Yes. And uh, yeah, and I believe like a lot of times uh, I, I, I come from, I origin from comedy. I've always been, I've been doing comedy mostly uh, in different uh, forms. And uh, I, I believe it's like maybe the most uh, effective way to get a, message across it is yeah thing. yeah because it's it's strong in that sense so I, I take comedy very seriously <laughs> i take it like super seriously i'm like uh yeah and then i always feel like it, it doesn't necessarily have to have a serious message like totally doesn't have to but sometimes i'm intrigued when when i see something and i'm like oh yeah that's true what even if it's on like the message on the wrong side like i'm a big south park fan for example and they get you thinking, but they're always like on the edge of being on the wrong side. <laughs> um, yeah. If you know what I mean. But no, I know. Like, like yeah. that Stealth Park, there's there's always a message in their own way in every episode. Yeah. That do. There's always some sort of commentary about let's take a look at from this lens what's mm -hmm. going on in society from either from paparazzi to Scientology to whatever, right? So it's like you're yeah, kind yeah. of doing this with 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 uh, how we produce our food. Like it's like yeah. Because we're it's one of those things where like it's like our science and intellect is catching up with global warming. So then there's that theory that that we're gonna figure it out because science will figure out the problems with the world, I guess, right? Yeah. Um I feel like everybody's guessing right now, but I'm kind of that's kind of one of the things I'm I'm hoping for, like leaning on. Yeah. But also not to get like too political here, but but also I guess politicians have a lot of responsibility too. Um but and um, I'm like totally not interested in like lecturing people. I, I eat meat myself. Um, so, but I feel like a baby in a society where I'm like, uh, please, <laughs> please make do this differently for us because it's not sustainable. Like I, I can't, I can't, I cannot not have a hamburger. Like I, I love, I love it too yeah, much. You, you don't eat, the problem is, is that you don't have to eat it every day. You can eat it maybe once sure. a week. Yeah, that's the problem yeah. is that people are eating meat every single day. So then, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's a it's a complex issue, and I'm probably shouldn't get too stuck in like <laughs> any yeah. solutions or anything because it's yeah. super complex. But it's important to get people thinking and talking, and um, um, it's ha like a lot of things have happened in recent years during this discussion. I feel like yeah. uh, it's been. I, I mean, we we've all. I don't know when you're born. What uh, you 75 so I'm 75, older. okay I'm, I'm 87 yeah. 87 and uh I feel like we, we these these topics have been around like for a long time and yeah. uh in my generation we we felt really strong for these things when we were like 15 or 16 or something 
Um, and then you sort of grow up and get a job and <laughs> get a haircut and a suit. Yeah. Um, and you kind of forget about it. But, but now with like Greta Thunberg, Greta Thunberg and this new generation seem to not be as uh, lazy as my generation. They seem to like um, take it more seriously. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's just good that people think about these things. I felt no. like a hippie back in the day when we talked about this stuff when I was like 15, even talking about like veganism, you, you were a hippie. You were like, that's, that's hippie talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's it, it, like, it's it's because I guess what you're saying is that life gets, life uh, gets complicated the older you get. And sometimes like you kind of forget, you kind of lose yourself along the way, I guess, right? In terms yeah, of like- Yeah, to be honest, yeah. To be honest, uh, it's hard to live as you learn if that's yeah. in English. Yeah, it's- uh, Live as you preach, maybe. So, I don't, you have to excuse my English. No, no, your your English is great. It's just that, I, but I know what you're saying. It's just like it's like then, yeah. then you because you have to like you have to make money, and then you all of a sudden you have a family, and you have to sustain your marriage and kids, and then all of a sudden yeah. everything kind of takes the back seat, and you're like you have no time, and then all of a sudden twenty years go by, and it's like oh the world's still yeah. shit. What am I gonna do about it? Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, and it's kind of easy to be noble about stuff when you're 14 living at your parents' home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As you grow up, you're like... You have freedom to think. Compromises. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But it's a... Yeah. yeah. So then, like, so then... So you, 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 you kind of broke it down. You had to... Like, it's a mockumentary. You had the plot points. You kind of knew where it was going. You were kind of... Uh, directing the the actor in in his earpiece so you're kind of like helping him along the way which is kind of genius in a way kind of a new way to do things have you ever done that before you ever directed someone through an earpiece um no i haven't no uh no did it take a little uh, time to get used to it like did it like like how was, was it, how was the comfort level uh yes it did and it uh it, uh i don't know i i um I had to go with my gut feeling, but I was feeling it because he was in a real situation with a real like focus group. And he told his focus group, he just served them human meat. Um, so that situation right there is real. And I'm watching it from the other room uh, through a camera. And so I guess I, I had to think like, okay, I can't interrupt him or I can't, like I shouldn't talk in his ear when he's talking. Yeah. Um, and uh, I probably should stay short in my, uh, like directing him. I've actually, I've, I, um, I, I've done some TV uh, in Sweden. I I'm like had a talk show. Um, so I had some experience from, from having an um, in-ear. Like you personally? Yes. Okay. And I had, so I had some experience from the in-ear thing. And th those things are, it's so hard when you're on, when you have them uh, in your ear. Cause I, we made a talk show and we had famous guests there, like a classic late night show. Um, and the producer would, she, not to like throw her, her under the bus, but she would, she would have such a long talks. So I'm listening to her and I'm listening to the guest and it's impossible. I don't know how the pros do it, but I was like, I could never get used to it. Well, like, it depends on the producer, like, right? The producer picks its spots. Maybe she was like, you know, like she was giving you a monologue. Maybe they shouldn't do that. Give you a model. I understand. Yeah. I've been there before yeah. where it's like, you're getting... You're, you got to, you're, you're thinking on two things. Your brain is thinking to doing two things at the same time, right? It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. it's impossible. You can't, yeah, you, you, you sewn out from the other guy. So, so that was my experience, I guess. I knew, I knew I, 
it was it was a bad idea to to um, uh, put him through that kind of two voices going on at the same time situation. Yeah. So I tried to, try to stay short, and I basically just fed him jokes. Um, um, yeah, and he had a good poker face too, so like a straight face. So he, <laughs> well, that's, he that's was, the point too. I guess he's, it was, he's, he's yeah. performing, so he's got to be in the moment. So he doesn't want to get yeah. in his head, but you're you're giving him something, and you know what I mean. So it's it's yeah. it's a sign yeah. of a good performer, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It was amazing, super amazing. But then um, what I found like most interesting, like speaking of being out of control, like it's because it's so far from what I'm used to, where you like rig the camera and you do 14 takes or whatever, and you have all the time in the world and you yeah. repeat things, and like this is the, the quite opposite. Um, and what I found most uh, interesting was um we kind of pranked this focus group so we had like 20 people in a room um and they were uh he the, the main character of the film um made a presentation where he said i'm gonna let, i have a, a food company and I'm, I'm i want to serve you my new product like no more information and yeah. then uh this um this food came in with tacos uh, and they all like ate and he didn't he didn't say anything about it and then when, when they were finished he went um yeah so um what you guys just had what do you think you just had and people were like guessing stuff like i don't know is it uh corn is it regular meat i don't know um and it was like yeah it's, it's actually human meat yeah in my mind i was like this is gonna be i felt bad honestly by the way of pranking people in that way but anything for the art i guess but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh but in my mind i was so so sure that people were going to be like disgust and panic or just like throw up or yeah you know sort of uh sasha baron cohen kind of uh, reactions yeah uh but, but the interesting like social experiment in that situation was that everybody was like super calm uh it was like a group psychology thing uh where people were just super calm and like really this is human meat May I have some more? Interesting, interesting texture. Tastes a bit like chicken. Yeah. Like it was so cool. I, I, I probably because so they didn't want to like lose. Humans only care about if something tastes good. They don't care where it comes from. I guess, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, the, <laughs> what I took with me from that. I think people wanted to save their faces. I think I that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I think when pe I think when people actually panic, uh, they get calm. Oh, like gotcha. I, was a, I, was gotcha. Plane, okay. I was in a plane once. I was actually on a plane once um, between um, Kuala Lumpur and yeah. Bangkok, and the plane um, started burning. Like the motor, the engine started burning. Okay. Uh, same thing there. I was like, okay, people are gonna panic and scream. Same thing. People were like super calm. Some guys were laughing. Like, I guess we're gonna die. Haha. <laughs> um, so it's it was just yeah. Never mind. That was a sidetrack, but. But, uh, no, no, it's a good analogy. It, like that's so. It's just how we, we do, like how we cope, I guess, right? Yes, it's it's super interesting to see um, to see like real human behavior, like because you're we're all kind of um, we have these presumptions and ideas of how people are reacting because we've seen a lot of films, I guess, like we've seen a lot of drama, and a lot of times there's yeah, it's cliches, and we think think wrong about, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, they were uh, like, I think with was, like during World War II, they, the, the British, they knew that they were going to get bombed by the Germans. So they, mm -hmm. they prepared like psychological uh, hospitals and they made sure that everybody was going to be okay. And then everybody was fine. 
even though they knew they were yeah. going to get bombed, they just, they were, they yeah. were in reaction mode. They were in survivor mode. So yeah. they didn't care about the, their, how they felt. So it's, yeah. sort of, it's jumping on what you're saying. It's like, they're just, yes. humans just react. Like when mm -hmm. there's a survival instinct, I guess, right? Yes, super interesting. I've heard that stuff too about the Englishmen and how they like put out like jokes on, <laughs> on the bars where like, I, I can't remember the jokes, but everybody was just like laughing it off. And yeah. I don't know, just this super interesting uh, reaction and uh, yeah, I guess this was a similar uh, thing. And ironically, the material was like had to be edited out because it wasn't couldn't use it at all because it's not funny, <laughs> not funny at all. I've actually another uh, side story. I I've, there's this guy on YouTube called Mr. Beast. I think is probably like the biggest on YouTube right now. And he yeah. his thing is that he gives people absurd, expensive things. Yeah. You can, like walk up to a guy and like, okay, you want a house? Here's the keys. Here's your house. Here's a Lamborghini. Here's an island. He gives people super expensive stuff. And I saw an interview with him where he was like, yeah, my biggest, um, one of his biggest, um, um, what's it called? Um, challenges is that a lot of people react super small to these things where he's like, here's a Lamborghini. And people are like, really? Cool. Thanks. Like, and he's like, I can't use this material. This is, you look like a bad actor. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, that's, that interesting. That in interests me. Um, how people. So what yeah. did you think about, speaking of people, what did you think about the North American audience feedback video that we sent you? What did you think about their reactions to your film? Um, first of all, it was amazing to watch, uh, to watch those reactions. You guys sent me a link with like the audience. Um, yeah. We're being filmed uh, talking about the movie. And I was like, so super humble. It was like, you know, that feeling where like, okay, so people actually took time to watch this work. That, that, was, just, that was just amazing. Um, and uh, as I recall, a lot of the um, reactions were like very positive and people were really like kind or, or just positive in general. And um, that just made me happy and I'm a very self-critic guy so uh, I've, I've found through the years that I don't really need yeah. <laughs> like criticism from others too much because I already especially not from strangers I can have it from like producers or colleagues and friends and family but not from strangers and people were kind in these yeah. clips I was like no it was just amazing such a good such a good thing for me for you guys to make these things because it's yeah those uh, yeah so um rewarding and because yeah. well your it's your film is almost a perfect short film i watch i probably watch more short films than anybody really in the, in the world and it's like this is a perfectly executed short film because it's, it's it's filled with layers of course it's the, the tone is always funny throughout and then like you said we learn something in the end we like we get something we're we're like we ponder we're we're, we're in thought mode after your film is like and i'm sure like I'm curious, like, how is it doing on the, on the festival circuit? Like, how are people responding in other festivals and on the festival circuit to this film? Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for your kind words. Uh, makes me super glad, um, like super happy, generally. Uh, but no, it's, it has it's had a, um, such an amazing response on other festivals. It won the, the Cannes, French Cannes Lions um, Gold Prize and uh, I don't know, I think it's won like six or seven or eight festivals by now or something. Yeah. And I'm just like in shock. It's, I'm just, it's just weird. It's just like, mm, it's just weird. The reactions <laughs> are, it's, it's just like, okay. 
because uh, <laughs> I've done a lot of stuff through the years where I was like, okay, this is hilarious. This is going to be so good and so great. Everybody's going to love it because I love it. And then you release something and the reactions are just like crickets. Uh, <laughs> it's just yeah, like silent. And yeah. you're like, okay, all right. Uh, I guess I'm the only one who gets it. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've, you get kind of numb uh, after a time you're like, yeah. People are probably going to hate everything I do. So, okay, let's release this. And then when people cheer this much, you win like international awards. It's just weird. It's the only, I don't know. It's just amazing. And it's impossible to, to have like a recipe for these things. Or it's, I guess it's luck or sometimes you just. Timing, luck, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. People are, ready for, yeah people are ready for this. This happens a lot all the time. Yeah. History film, right? People are just ready for that moment, ready for that tone that you created. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is one of those films. It's like, it's perfect yeah. timing. It's like the perfect yeah. timing. Polarized world. Everybody's like, you know, anti yeah. or pro, right? And it's like, let's throw this comedy at people and see what they think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. But also, like, what I took with me, speaking of, like, how good the reactions have been, um, I don't know if you can relate, but, like, a lot of the times when you work creatively, um, like like uh, anxiousness and like overthinking things uh, is very tempting. Like your your mind wants to go there. Your mind wants you to like uh, stay awake at night and being like, okay, can I make tomorrow's uh, script better by changing yeah. words? Is it actually going to work out in editing? Ah, you get sort of anxious. Um, or doubt. This, you have uh, doubt, right? You have doubt. Yeah, you doubt things like all the time. You doubt, doubt every detail. Yeah. Um, and what I found just took with me from this project is that I've never been so like pure, like relaxed and just followed my gut feeling in the moment and just had fun with it from like seriously from the first day until this last in editing. I was just like, I didn't overthink one thing. I was just like, this is going to be funny. That's funny. This is good. She's like this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, so playful. The process was like super playful. And um so that's going to be my strategy uh moving forward like just stay in that playfulness like if you're having fun with things in the moment because that's what filmmaking is by the, the grown-ups adults like acting and playing that's what any creative creative process is to me at least it's just like now we're playing now we're taking a break from this serious grown-up world with some responsibilities and stuff now we're just playing like you play the cop i play the bad guy let's do this let's shoot it you're recording nice it's good cool you know what i mean just to keep that like yeah so i'm gonna try to like keep that spirit with me now that i had this i almost felt like i was doing a bad job at some some sometimes because i was just like i um i just pushed that guy into like it's like the um, um, well, what did he think of the what did he think of the film he was proud he was proud yeah i'm sure he, he was, was yeah yeah so, yeah no he was uh, so it was a good push it was a good nudge like you did you you're serving the film and you're also helping him at the same time right yeah yeah uh i guess so yeah yeah actually i, I spoke to him a few weeks ago and he said <laughs> a, lot, a lot of his friends on facebook thought it was authentic <laughs> still yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they were like, hey, how's your meat business going? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's how you play it, right? That's how you, that's, how you, that's like, you mentioned Sasha Bear Cohen, Cohen a couple of times. That's how he plays yeah. it. He plays it in reality, right? He plays it real. Because it mm -hmm. is, there's, there's, there's a lot of reality in your film, right? So. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah.
Love All right, it. man. Great film. Uh, you got uh, you got an amazing career ahead of you. I'm sure you got a couple of feature films at least to do. So let's talk again when you make your next film. Uh, this one was amazing. I can't wait to see what you do next. And thank I'm you sure so much. That. And you're a great interviewer. Oh, I appreciate you're comfortable that. comfortable in this seat. Uh, so yeah, uh, you're a great interviewer. And thank you so much for having me. And thank thanks you. for your kind words. Made my day. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven.